Jack. Hi, how are you? Really well. No need for the camera whatsoever. Oh, yeah, cool, cool, cool. Let me, let me turn it off. Yeah, this is... Uh, I'm an audio guy. I always think if I am asked by anyone for a photo, I say, with this nose, are you kidding? Because of... And also, yeah. I'd rather have an anecdote than a photo. Yeah, well, absolutely. Yeah, that, that's, that's a motto to live by, I'd say. Yeah, because, yeah, image, you can tell stories forever, but photos can get destroyed. But that... Yeah, indeed. And also, images uh, tend to mess up my uh, bandwidth as well. So. Uh, oh, very good. Are so you in the north? Even... No, you're I, not. You're in I'm, London I'm, now. I'm in Beckenham. Oh, very nice. That is Dulwich Hamlet country. Yeah, although, do you know what I've done this season is I've, I've taken to following Peckham. Um, town, which is, uh, which they also play in Dulwich, um, slightly closer to me, and um, and they've got a lot of good stuff going on over there. Actually, they've got a female manager, they've got some great local beer, um, and and you can get beer as well. As I find with Dulwich Hamlet, it's, it's it's a great place to go, but it's become too popular, you know. Yes, it's difficult in the non-league because you have to reach critical mass, and Dulwich are. The biggest team in non-league by a mu- the attendance rates certainly from steps two three are unbelievable and then obviously it, any team who do well the attendance swells and it's harder to get a beer so I wish Peckham Town well in that case yeah yeah well so do I I mean I, I wish them sort of well to a point now you know I don't want them to get too big <laughs> no I'm like that with my team uh, Watford it, I mean it's great when we beat Liverpool. But our, our level is kind of 15th. If we finish higher than 15th and we've signed about six players this season, it's very interesting what's going on at Watford because we're working with a budget which I guess the Premier League money won't come through for a while. So this season is another survival season, I'm afraid. But um, hey, the pies are good, as you uh, outlined, Jack Pete, in your book, uh, which is The Great Pie Revolt. Revolt? against what? I know what it is, but the listener will now find out. Some grounds are, are blessed uh, with, with, with sort of um, semi-good to, to good catering, and, and I can I probably identify out of the 92, maybe one that I would say is very good catering. Um, uh, but the rest, I would say, are the same sort of banal shade of beige, you know? So, so what we're actually revolting against is, um, is, is, is the, the standard of catering at football matches. Uh, and, and given that we are some of the most travelled people in the country, if you're a loyal fan, you away here, there and everywhere, uh, uh, every other week we sort of like it's, it's a bit of a missed opportunity is what I came to realise is that we're going to all these places and you know you can turn up in Swindon one week and you can turn up in Middlesbrough the next and often you sort of get off the coach and you go to a pub and you're going through the gates and you know what you're getting from a catering point of view is, is not not too dissimilar really but but you, you could do it differently you know you could not go to the stadium and you could you know, take yourself on a slight detour and experience the delights of great breweries in Swindon and and the great sort of uh, Palmos in Middlesbrough, and you get a real feel for the place. Um, uh, uh, and why not? You've travelled all that way. I have to say, your accent does remind me of Daniel Gray's. Are you perchance North Yorkshire, Humberside, um, Middlesbrough? I am South Leeds. Oh wow! Um, I have been but to I'm Doncaster Rovers fan. Oh, fantastic. No, I know that Doncaster are one of those yo-yo teams up and down. And uh, I was going to start by just uh, mentioning Brighton. So what you recommend 
uh, is to revolt against the Ryanair of catering at football grounds and the great line over-the-counter culture. I don't know if you know the Ordinary Boys album of that name. It's the last Thank you, mate. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just about old enough, yeah. Great record. <laughs> what a shame about what happened afterwards. Um, but above all, celebrate local identities and provide a wholesome day out. Now, bearing in mind that the publishers of your book, which is out on pitch, um, are Paul and Jane Camelin, who have a big connection to Brighton and Hove Albion. You, I, I want to start uh, my trek through as many of the 92 as we can get through. Uh, with the three pies that you can eat off the top of your head, do you remember what the three are? Well, so 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 what 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 I'm doing with the book is is, is I'm saying this is where this is where I would recommend you go. That's not in the stadium, and um, and, and and it doesn't necessarily have to be pies. It's it's actually it's more often trying to get a, a, a taste of, of of what Brighton's about. So you've you've, you've travelled to the seafront. So so rather than sort of uh, just 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 doing the same old same old. So so rather than doing what you would do up in Preston, do what's good for Brighton, and obviously. What I, I, I was in, incredibly impressed about uh, with Brighton is that it's it's got you know the highest number of independent sort of uh, places to eat and drink per person. Yeah. Uh, 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 if not in if not in the UK in the world, you know, if you look at sort of the there's, there's actually sort of like a hipster index, uh, which 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 effectively one of the key cap criteria of, of what makes a, a town or a place hipster is how many independent places does it have? How many independent record stores does it have? How many places uh, to eat does it have that, that aren't a pizza express and, and, and what have you? And, and Brighton obviously comes, you know, like very high up in that. I mean, it comes ahead of Portland, uh, Salt Lake City, Seattle, sort of all these big US hipster capital. Brighton's the thing. So, so, so we travel football fans go down, get get to the lanes, get to some of the, these really cool sort of like independent quirky cafes in Hove as well. I picked up some 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 great bakery where you sort of have um, a breakfast Danish, which is which is sort of egg, bacon, and black pudding encased in pastry. Wow. Uh, I mean, it just sounds it sounds wonderful. And what what better way of kicking off your day in Brighton than eating something like that by the by, by the by the seafront? And we just said the shop uh, is. Sugar. Sugar dough, the sugar dough bakery. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And I, I like a lot of fans would never have heard of the little independents that that, that do some things that are a little bit different, and where you can experience it in the in, in the sort of heart of the town. Like this, you know, with, with Hove, you can you, you can experience it just just you know sat sat on the pebble beach, you know, with a coffee the first thing in the morning. If you did that. And if and and I did it, and I did it in in all of these grounds. You you, you think right? I'm in Brighton, you know, and and, and you've got three hours or where, however long before the game to sort of like really soak up as much as that as you can. And why not do it through food and drink? And of course, it's not just a list, although a great proportion, i.e., ninety-two times two pages of this book, the Great Pie Revolt. Uh, are based on what to eat and where to drink. But sentences like this are very impressive. This is the mark of a very good writer. Picking a good place to eat and drink is a little like shooting fish in a barrel. So as long as the barrel is ethically sourced and has been handcrafted with love, etc. So that's great. So that doesn't even have a finite clause in it. Um, You just kind of expect the reader to go, yep, I'm I'm there. You had me at uh, vegan hello. 
<laughs> yeah, well, Johnny, you actually pick up on, on on precisely what I'm trying to do here, which is which is two things. There is a guide, so that's one thing, as you as, as you point out. But the other one is 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 to try and really bring across this understated connection between food and football, uh, food and drink and football. You know, so so every, every chapter, the, the, all ninety two, have you know. That in it, where, where you say this club has a connection to food or football because of this, and 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 we've discussed Brighton's, but it was really fascinating to me researching the book and, and and indeed writing it, and then indeed experiencing it, just how prominent that connection is, especially now because there's there's you know there's a massive drive towards locality uh, and pride in sort of produce from 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 a, a place. It's just really interesting to see, and, and and I don't think that football fans realise how lucky they are, and that they are in 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 a, in a prime place to experience all of this. Correct, um, and as I like to ask people, I'll ask you this same question: What's more important, the ninety minutes of football or the one thousand and eighty minutes that aren't football in a week? My answer to that would be that um, you know, on many of these chapters, I'm I'm sat there at half two. Uh, whether it be a cafe or in a pub or uh, in a restaurant or wherever we have found that it's, it's really special in that place. And I'm thinking, do I have to go to the football? <laughs> you know, because, you know, you might have travelled all that way. But if you can get the three or four hours before a game right, you are literally dragging yourself out to watch the thing, you know, the very thing that you came to do. Yeah. Um, and, and so obviously I think that that probably tells you which side of the divide I, I sit on on that one. Indeed. And before we go to the big cities, actually, does Doncaster have a cathedral or is it a town? Yes, it does. Yeah, it, but it's small. Oh, okay. I, no, not the yeah. cathedral. Doncaster, the, the place is is, is small. Um, so, so, uh, but, but yeah, it's got a great cathedral. Yeah. Yeah, and it is. Um, you can get off on the train going north on the. Is it now the Virgin Service, or have they reclaimed it? But Peterborough, York, well, Doncaster. Yes. Yeah, they call it the uh, the, uh, the northeast LNER. Yes. London Northeastern Railway. There we go. Um, embarrassingly, I've never been. So I flicked to that page in your book. I didn't realise butterscotch was made at Parkinson's yeah. in Doncaster. <laughs> yes. Two of my fellow uh, fellow fans and, and I had a bit of a debate about uh, whether, whether Doncaster's nickname should be changed in recognition of, of either that or, or the other one that's obviously touted is, is, is the railway men. Uh, we're actually the Vikings, which which is obviously sort of um, you, you trace, trace, trace out, uh, the origins of Doncaster yes, of way way back to sort of like get 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 where that comes from. Uh, but but yeah, we, one of one of the guys who was on the podcast sort of passionately campaigned for. The, the butterscotch men, you know, that, that that would set us apart and obviously would give us a nice sort of like link to food and football. But um, but yeah, that's absolutely true. Yeah. And it actually became famous uh, in, around the mid sort of 19th century when Queen Victoria uh, was presented with a tin when she was up in the city. So it's, it's quite an interesting anecdote, but, 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 but that's a nice little connection there. But Doncaster... You know, probably an underrated place to go, um, uh, to, to, you know, for food and, and drink and, and indeed football. It's uh, obviously I'm biased, but I dearly love a trip up there. It's, it's great. Well, unfortunately, one of the three, uh, as a kosher person, uh, I can't go to the clam and cork, but you sell it very well uh, and it is mouthwatering. Uh, there's the City Doncaster, which is a, a restaurant with grilled smoked cheese from Poland and various Slavic stuff. Goulash and schnitzel. That sounds like uh, some modern-day 
uh, Doncaster players that you get. They're not all from Yorkshire now. You've got goulash on the right, schnitzel through the middle, bees on grass yeah, vodka yeah. sauce in the at the back, and, and then you've got the wool market as well. So are these places you've you visited them all? Would you go at one time? Would you make a whole day of it when you go to the keep moat? So so obviously it varies. With Doncaster, I've I've I've, I've been countless amount of times and, and, and I didn't need to worry about sort of researching that too much but going up to Fleetwood or, or going up to Forest Green where I've never been before um, there was some, some you know a good amount of research went in sort of like before before, before I went and, and talking to sort of local people and talking to people involved with the club and just trying to get a sense of what they're saying and then sort of finding out for myself after that but but, but with Doncaster I, I, I had a good idea already um, I thought I've got a familiar sort of routine Anytime I'm uh, up there, and it and it always starts with a a really nice pint on the on the platform at the uh, at the Draftsman's Ale House, which is uh, a tiny tiny pub that serves. It's 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 as someone who's an exiled um, uh, Yorkshireman um, uh, going back and, and and stepping off the train and getting what I would call a proper pint as soon as you get on uh, in, in, into the pub is, is is great, and you get that within sort of two seconds of uh, of, of disembarking. So. Uh, I always love that. Fantastic. Yes, I'm um, just flicking through Forest Green, which as any football fan know, this is the world's first carbon-neutral football club. Dale Vince is a benighted genius. Why hasn't he been knighted? I think that would be a great thing to do. He probably wouldn't accept it. But Sir Dale Vince, uh, you recommend that we go to Stroud Brewery Bar. Isn't that a long way yeah. from Forest Green? You say well worth a visit if you can make time for it before the game. Yeah, so I did because I came into Stroud um, and, and and actually, I mean, before or after, really, I just love sitting there. I, I do expect of the, the people, you, you can't really cram all of these suggestions in on one trip or you might be able to on some, some some occasions but 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 you know it's it's, it's always up to up to the, the the individual spectators to sort of say do you know what i love the sound of that and i love the sound of that let's go or, or, or uh, you know pick and choose but but getting off in stroud which is which is um you know if you're not driving then that's that's the logical place to get off and, and bust it from there um and and that's what i did effectively and, and i had a had a great pine it was a great day and it's just very wild forest green you know, it's it's very green, as the name suggests, and, and I loved it for that really. So, so that's that, that's where I went. I still haven't been, and I would love to go. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday, Sheffield United, or Bristol Rovers, Bristol City, or Tottenham and Arsenal. Although that's a bit different because London, you've got you're bursting with stuff. But it must have been nice for you as an author to go. Great, I can do six and six for a place like Sheffield or East London. Um, so how difficult was it? Or maybe it was difficult to get a blue, three blue ones and three red ones for Manchester and Sheffield and Bristol. Yeah, so let, so, so so an interesting case in point there was Liverpool, actually. I sort of looked at that and I was and, and, and I was thinking, sort of, how, how do I divvy that up? And, um, and, and and I think what I did really is I went traditional versus modern. So Everton is the slightly older club. I focused on sort of uh, what 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 is what what's traditional in, in, in Liverpool. But obviously Liverpool is one of these fantastic cities that's been so influenced by sort of uh, people from all four corners of the world coming in through its busy port back in the day. It's got one of the oldest Chinatowns. So for for, for the red side, it was it was focusing in a bit more on, on the sort of like the, the 
the, the China, the, the Nordic side, you know, all these sort of influences that's been bestowed on the city. Uh, and, and so that, that was an interesting way of doing it. Whereas, yeah, London's very different because, because you still, I, I always say that London's sort of, you know, seven or eight cities within a city. So, so you still get that real good sort of um, uh, US, you know, unique points which you can pick up on. Similarly with, with, with most, of, most of the other clubs, but, but you'll see with Stoke as well, which is one of the smaller towns, there's two really interesting talking points there. And it, it was a case of, if you fancy this, do this. But then I've, I've sort of said, if you fancy, for example, having uh, oat cakes, which, which, is, which I definitely would, would suggest anyone going to Stoke for the first time, go and get yourself a, a sausage and bacon and cheese and an oat cake for breakfast. That, that's, that's spectacular. Oh, yeah. um, uh, you know, you can switch between chapters in, in instances like that. And I've sort of made reference to that in, in, in those chapters specifically. Well, yeah, the first one I went to, of course, because I live about a mile and a half away from Vicarage Road. It's a, it's a brisk walk, or I could jog there if I so wish. Uh, you asked Tom Wicks of Golden Pages magazine, uh, one of the better Watford fanzines, and he has recommended... Unfortunately, you might not be aware of this, but Zinco has closed... One of oh, your three places to eat. Unfortunately, it was a victim of the pandemic and various rents. It's turned into a, another Italian, but the name Zinco has now disappeared from the high yeah, street. Yeah, so, so I, 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 I had in the back of my head and, 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 and actually just sort of um, looking around, I don't think this has happened as much as I... I'm even closer as much as I thought it might, but it's a funny time to write a book like this, you know. Um, and and I think that that's sort of like the, 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 I think that there might be a, a few sort of selected casualties, um, given that it's sort of it's coming out on the back of a pandemic. Um, but actually, what's really heartening is that that, that it seems like the, the lion's share by by quite some is uh, still going and, and, and so and so that's good but um, there might be a second edition down the line somewhere once we've sort of uh, figured out who's who's here to stay and who's here to go yes. there's promoted teams and relegated teams as well that's another factor which which was just one of these things that you just had to sort of do your best with but um, I don't know if you've gone to it but but the, the, the Lebanese restaurant which is, is just sort of like where I would say if you've got time for a little bit of dinner before you go home go there I, I love that I think that is very near me it's Nana's in yes. Watford I think yes I live I'm not gonna extraordinarily close very near Watford Junction Station um, it's a place where away fans should go small unpretentious unassuming the perfect spot for a post-match meal known for its warm hospitality you may even be treated to arabic belly dancing uh, i would recommend o'neill's which is right by watford junction station it's had a big refit uh, and it was that and a, a pub next door a little irish pub called the flag and the flag has been turned into a function room next to the o'neill's so even though uh, we applaud the independence we also applaud o'neill's and you even mention odd fellows um, in yes. here, or rather, Tom mentions it. Did you have to check yourself to see that Tom was telling the truth? I think that I think that there were some really solid recommendations there. So, yeah. so, so, and 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 I think that the other thing is, it, it was it was very much in, in the spirit of the book, which which I liked. So, so it's all good. Some sort of wondering northern lad uh, 
wonder about these times and, and obviously do but the research and, and talking to people especially local people um, is by far and away the most important thing you can do I think The book is The Great Pie Revolt A Gastronomic Guide to the Premier League and EFL I was going to bef- um, we'll come back to your great book which is priced nine ninety nine on Kindle and is out in uh, on Pitch Publishing um, but with regard to Pitch why a book and not a website? Why were you so keen to get this into print? Well, I think I would revert back to sort of what I initially said about it being a book of two two parts, really. You know, it could be could probably work as a website, and and that that, that would that would do do well. But I think that moreover, it's the introduction and the introducing chapters of each uh, club. That, that really sort of sell it to me, where, where you sort of think that's the sort of book that you want on a train uh, or, or with you on the journey to any away, away day so you can sort of look at sort of what the connection is there with, 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 with food or drink and then you also have sort of some of the recommendations in there uh, and it was in that sort of not often spoke about connection between food and football that, um, you know, that's the main thesis of the book really. Uh, and I don't think that would have come across as a website, which which obviously would incorporate the bits of the guide quite well. But but I think that the the, the underlying the main theses, which I hope that people enjoy, um, sort of like, like on away days, uh, is, is is really important to me. I will give a copy of this to Away Day Dan. Uh, when I was involved in the Ronnie and Ramage Watford fan podcast, uh, Dan Fleming would pop up and. Um, I'm not going to say that he was a stereotype of an away day fan, but he liked his food, and he liked his drink, and he liked his football, and those are the three things. You, Jack Pete, are a writer of some repute. I won't even bother to count how many pieces you've written for the site that you edit, which is the LondonEconomic.com. Donations welcome, uh, and I might well. I will certainly sign up to the newsletter. And uh, like Byline Times, it seems to be an independent investigations website. What kind of investigations have the London Economic launched? Yeah, well, we actually do work closely with Byline. Um, uh, we've been doing a lot with them. Uh, another great outlet, really. Um, they're, um, so so, so we're, we're, we're very much about sort of progressive politics. We're, we're, we're about sort of having, you know, we're certainly... Uh, trying to embody a, a, what, what I would you know describe as a, a metropolitan voice when it comes to things like that. Um, so, but 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 you know the stuff that we 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 we've looked into is is, is myriad. Far, far, you know, it's, it's, there's a lot of stuff there. Uh, in the aftermath of the uh, uh, the local elections, we had uh, reports up in, in 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 Preston and in Salford and looking at sort of like areas in, in which the Labour message did get through and and and, and why and looking at the Preston model and we spoke to people up there and, that, and got some really interesting stuff on the back of that but we're also very vocal about um, uh, the European Union we have a European Union Brexit sort of reporter who is uh, who is who's fantastic she's uh, she is constantly talking to various people who live here and various sort of like you know people who who have and maybe left uh, and, and, and politicians uh, and, and and she actually she she was the one who exposed quite recently that uh, uh, eu citizens without settled status were being detained in uh, holding centers uh, oh, that, that weren't particularly okay. nice actually i think we've got quite a similar feel to byline uh, we're, we're online only um but but we do work closely with them and and it's and it's a lot to do with with with, with those sort of like progressive uh, issues and you are the editor and congratulations on having uh, more followers than can fit in the emirates you have about sixty thousand followers via twitter 
And uh, I'm sure there are people around the world tuning into the London Economic, based in Hoburn, um, based in the centre of London. So you must have had a very fun 15 months all working from home, trying to make sense of the pandemic. Yeah, and we are we are getting back in as well now. So we're we're in sort of two days a week, and 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 it, and it's it is quite remarkable to, to sort of like how, how how much difference it makes going back into the office. I I don't think I've quite appreciated how much I missed it and and how much it, it, it impacts sort of how you work with your colleagues and things like that. I guess we're just lucky that we had a job where we we, we were able to work from home and, and do it quite comfortably. Um, but I'm I'm quite delighted to be sort of like going in uh, at least on a steady basis. So 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 that, that's that's really good. Yeah, and your donations will help train tickets. I know there's like an eight use it eight times a month, which is very smart of the government to introduce that eight days journey yes. in 28 weeks. So they're trying to pandemic proof everything. Uh, it is yes, the LondonEconomic.com. Yeah. What piece are you proudest of that you've written? Well, so uh, I think that one of the pieces that I, I was quite proud of is is um, uh, when we were celebrating our fifth anniversary, I sort of talked to a lot of people about sort of the impact that we, we've had. And, 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 and I think that, you know, a lot of people felt like they, 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 they had, had had their voices heard and, and, and that was all lovely to hear. But... Um, one of the, one of the stories that, that really touched me was was that there was a uh, a, a woman in in uh, in, in Greenwich uh, who who, who a, a boiler had broken down just before Christmas. It was freezing cold, and and, and she had had she didn't have the uh, funds to repair it. And so so we sort of took the story on, and um, and within a few days she'd uh, she'd had someone reach out who who offered to. Re- you know, pay for the repairs and she had a boiler running up up and up and running for christmas which you know journalism and, and journalists and news outlets come in for a lot of flat but i think that you, you can make a, a, a difference if you do it right and and i hope that sort of like you know little things like that have definitely spurred me on in terms of um we are doing you know the right thing we're trying to do it in a different way we're trying to help people out when, when we're not buying into um the politics of divisiveness and then we're trying to bring people together and and wonderful things can happen when you do but if you preach politics of division you get people like darren grimes who only has a career because he's studied exactly what the hopkins has done and exactly what the farage has done what the prime minister has done and we're talking on the day that johnson i'm sure you've followed this Johnson has said, we're actually, you know what, I think we're going to ban people from showing up to grounds if they've abused people online. They don't even take it down. Take the things down first. Solve the problem. Yeah. Don't, it's, it's one of his things, he's like, he promises a bridge. Obviously in the football library we are uh, apolitical, but you can't help it, especially because we have John Nicholson at the front desk. I hope you read John Nicholson's work. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, can we have our football back, please, has been reprinted. I'm, I'm hoping to get Johnny Nick on. Uh, maybe when Neil Warnock leaves Middlesbrough, we'll have another Middlesbrough week. Harry Pearson, Danny Gray. Middlesbrough, probably the most represented club in the football library. Uh, Doncaster, I think off the top of my head, we haven't had Doncaster. Uh, let me just... Oh, well, I'm proud to represent. That, talk that, that, amongst that, yourself. That, that, uh, in the meantime, let's go to Wigan, which is the town where... The pie is it at its best. Uh, you mention in the introduction of your book, The Great Pie Revolt, uh, which is all about food. Uh, Blagis and Stagis. Stagis. <laughs> yes. Uh, 
I'll let the listener think on that for a few seconds. Uh, what is Blaggis? What is Staggis? Well, one of them is with black pudding and one of them's with haggis. Uh, and, uh, you know, Wigan is, is a really interesting case. And it's one of these typical ones that, that really helps me with the book because you sort of, you go to, you go to the DW and you'll get a okay pie. But you go outside of the stadium and you will get a very, very good pie in several locations in a town that prides itself. On, um, on on doing good pies. So so if there's ever a sort of a a, 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 a case in point for why this book was necessary, um, I would I would argue that 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 was it really. Um, and uh, there's actually there is one um, I was sort of hesitating to to include this, but I went and, and sampled them. I just couldn't. Uh, I couldn't not, and, and the reason I was hesitating to include it is because it's it's just, it's slightly outside of Wigan. But if you drive in, or if if you really want to sort of, um, it, 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 you, you you really should go. And it's called Pepper Pepper Lane Pie Shop, um, and and it's 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 one of the best pie shops I I, I think I've ever been to in my life. So, you know, it's 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 just one of these ones where you sort of get the pie, and you you have to sort of hold, you have to straddle it with two hands, and and it's real chunks of meat and uh, oh my it's, uh, it's just a typhoon I um I love the Dave Whelan story where uh, we're going to play Chelsea it's the first game that we're going to have had in the top flight Abramovich flies in on his helicopter and Dave Whelan says oh Roman have a pie but of course Roman being uh, a Russian who is suspicious of various things refuses and uh, Dave Whelan says oh how dare he but um that story sums up what Wigan is as opposed to Chelsea. And uh, I would love to have, I can't have the Blaggis because it's got uh, black pudding in it, but I will have the Staggis with pleasure. Yes, yes. It's, 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 it's really nice. You, you, you will have no shortage of finding a good pie when you're in, um, uh, when you're in Wigan. Uh, and and, and, it's, and it's, it's, it's such a good case in point for... Just have a little look around. You know, there's there's so much good stuff outside of of the ground, and you don't need to just rock up and, and sort of you know monsoon yourself within its sort of perimeters. Like there's, these are sort of things that exist five minutes away. You know, yeah. don't go Ryanair, go Emirates or Qatar Airways. You know what I mean. Uh, you, there is an upgrade. <laughs> um, you say in the introduction you are addicted to away days. Oh yeah. Um, you, you mentioned the camaraderie and the lads, 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 which you, you don't say lads, lads, lads. That's, that's what I like to do because I live close to Watford <laughs> Junction Station. Sometimes I see lads, lads, lads coming or going. Uh, and there's no, there's no harm in it. Obviously, there's harm when you become like an army of imbeciles. But um, would you say that um, the Peckham Town fans are a good class of away fans? Do you go to away days supporting Peckham? Well, I've actually only got into supporting Peckham this season, really. Oh, okay. So uh, you've got that to look I mean, forward to. I, yeah, I can't imagine they take too many, really. But uh, but but I, I've got to say, I was really enamoured with just just the sort of whole setup at Peckham. I don't know if you know, but they sort of uh, they've got their own grind track uh, that sort of blares out of speakers when you go into their lovely sort of like rustic ground, and uh, and the players come out to sort of uh, only fools and horses. Uh, oh, of the, course. The only fools and horses soundtrack. Yeah. Um, so it's it's tremendous fun, and also it's it's it's, it's a community club. So and and that's that's certainly one of the um, uh, uh, the things that probably appealed to me the most. 
I suppose you have no time to do anything, but would you get involved in um, the team? I know Dominic Bliss, the writer, is involved in Corinthian Casuals. So would you knock on the door and say, hey, uh, well, A, uh, do you want me to help out? And B, would you run a piece in the London Economic about them? Yeah, well, so 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 the London Economic is is, is actually um, uh, we're sponsoring them this year. Oh, wicked, uh, good. And and so so we are getting involved as much as we can. Absolutely, I would. You know, um, they they had a call out for people to sort of pop down before the season started to sort of help out with, um, uh, you know, just 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 odds and ends, really. You know, sort of clipping the grass and uh, and cleaning the seats and all stuff like that. And and, and I was unfortunately I was actually um, uh, busy that week, but um, but I, I would it's sort of that sort of stuff that I would love to do. And and it's it's great, isn't it? You know. Well, even greater is that I've just found out that Peckham Town play in the Kent County League Prem, which is step seven. The manager is Mary Phillip, which is a name I know. Uh, She's England woman, one of the most capped players of, of all time. Yeah, so 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 it might be a good trivia question, but when 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 you get asked what former England internationals are sort of currently managing um, uh, football clubs, then 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 chuck her name in. No, that's superb. Peckham Town, the Menace. Uh, they play at the Menace Arena, uh, and uh, the uh, there is a game on Saturday as we speak. Three pound for adults. Sixty pound yes. a season ticket. Thirty quid if you're under sixteen or concession. Yeah, and and and, and it would be, if you're anywhere uh, you know close to cl- close to Peckham, it's actually Dulwich where they play. But but anywhere, uh, I would I would highly recommend it. It's it's just it's just a really fun day out. I think you know. And by the way, that works out to two pounds slash four pound per match because there are fifteen teams. Uh, who else are in this division? Who are the main rivals? Well. Good question. Uh, I, I really enjoyed watching them on Saturday when we played Fisher, but they're, they're not in. They're, no, they're, they're way ahead. In the, in the yeah, yeah, but but they they did etch out a a, a good uh, a good draw to them. But if I'm if I'm if I'm completely honest, I'm sort of I'm still uh, trying. To, I'm not yet fair with the sort of the league and things like that. But I have heard with... of Ten MB. I think this is either all black or all refugee, but Ten MB I recognise, and they're in the division. What I, what I really uh, fascinated me is, is that uh, you, you don't, you no longer get sort of this. You know, you know when you, back in the day there used to be when you get to, to certain points in the, in the lower league, you would get sort of like these big burly sort of like uh, ex footballers that used to be good. But now I saw Grant Holt playing goal. for Whitehawk. That was fun. Yeah, yeah, true. But but, but I find that the, the the tempo and the pace of games, right, right down, even below Peckham, is 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 is, is brilliant. Like it's, it's it seems like we're all trying to play like Man City these days. You know, down in the tenth tier, the eleventh tiers, and and all these players are whippets. You know, I wouldn't play for the last bloody ten minutes playing at, at that level. Yeah, the the margin between uh, good semi pro and poor pro is just the probably the connections that mean a pro can become a pro. And there are so many books. I must ask you which football books you take along when you are on a long journey uh, across the country, maybe going up on the LNER. Uh, what football books have you read and will you be reading soon? Obviously, there's quite a few. If I can cheat a little bit... And just say one of my favourite sports books of all time is a book called When Penguins Stop Play, uh, and it's a cricket book, um, and and that 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 is just a wonderful book. Uh, I, I, I tend to like anything to do with Brian Clough, 
you know, I believe in miracles and, and Jonathan Pierce has done some great stuff on him. It's yeah, I, I found some re- like really old books from through through Nottingham, Nottingham Forest uh, club shops that that, that that are great on him. Um, I could read him all day. <laughs> I could read yeah. about him all day. There is he um, is endlessly written about, endlessly entertaining. Oh, it's brilliant. I, I mean, but I guess that the the one that that, that sits proud the most proud uh, proudly on my bookshelf uh, above all else is is. Um, uh, a season with Verona by Tim Parks, um, which which is one that probably a lot of football fans bring up, but um, and sort of narrowly, broadly fits with what, what what I'm doing. You know, it's 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 just sort of like the trials and tribulations of following teams around the country. You know, but, but from a very different angle. Yes, uh, Tim Parks is book. It is in the football library. Right, yeah. I think I'm saving it for a rainy week. I haven't read it, but it is one of the books oh. that because it's not about football. It's about other things, and then at two thirty you rush off to the match. Um, well, that's that's that, that's my book in a nutshell, isn't yeah. it? You know, um, it, which which probably is why I'm slightly more endeared to it. Indeed. But, no, you're right. It's, it's 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 about it's about personalities. It's about sort of um, especially in Italy, where there's such intense rivalries between. Uh, regions and teams, um, and he really does get to the heart of that. And, and I've, I've read he, he's, he's got some really good books on Italy in general, which which touch on that uh, quite a lot. But through the sort of lens of a sort of a, a struggling Serie A team, it's, uh, it's 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 a really good read. I am just looking at the places to eat in Newcastle because you did your I don't know if it was NCTJ or master's degree in Newcastle. Um, yeah, that's but... right. Yeah, yeah. It was it was a master's degree. Yeah. yeah. What did you? Uh, what was your thesis? Uh, well, actually, um, I, I, I was writing about um, uh, the right wing press, really, and and, and uh, in a bit of a dark way. Uh, uh, I, I was I was uh, looking at uh, magazines that that, that, that predated or, or set the sort of you know set the scene for, for, for Hitler in Germany, uh, and 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 sort of looking at how, how some of the the similar the similar rhetoric in English newspapers, which you know obviously I, 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 I finished my masters a good 13, 14 years ago, long before anything like Brexit was a thing or anything like that. But yeah, I, I sort of um, it was it was a bit of a parallel between 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 that really yeah. and uh, and sort of found some interesting stuff. God, I'd love to read that because um, my family had to flee the Russians who came just before the Germans. Um, but we have definitely seen in the last 15 years people latching on to fear and them. And I'm a key listener to James O'Brien, who point, as you, you wouldn't yeah. be surprised, uh, who points out uh, the body-coloured stockings that people are wearing and tossing a coin and shouting heads and tails. But uh, being in Newcastle, a one-club city, um, t- 13, 14 years ago, that would have been the Dalgleish era? No. It was the very last no. days of Shepherd. Pardew? Um, no, it was before I... Pardew. Robson? After Robson. So between Robson and Pardew. Yeah, that, you, now, now you, it was definitely before before Pardew, you're right, but, but only just. So whoever was before that, so but good question. Yeah. <laughs> Spent too much time drinking Yuki Brown. Oh, I can imagine, and meeting the locals. <laughs> this yeah. is, uh, you mentioned Get Carter because of the bridge coming into the city. The broad chair, uh, Enjoy middle white crackling with Bramley apple sauce or a Scotch egg. I can't do that. But um, the dining room offers a wide range of classic British favourites in a comfortable loft setting. 
Um, and I yeah, do know I... Newcastle is one of the best pre and post match entertainments in the world. Yeah, well, obviously, as, as you would well know, um, you, you don't have to move far in Newcastle. It's this huge sort of like behemoth stadium that's been plopped right in the centre. So it's, it's it's all right there. But my my endearing memories from Newcastle was, was were always around the River Ouse, um, which took us down to the time from sort of like the student areas and Jesmond, uh, and then through the sort of like Ouse Bank, which was which is sort of like the industrial side where a lot of uh, these pubs. And then you sort of if there's at one point where where, where you stand um, and you can you can have a drink in um, the uh, the free trading uh, or, or sort of like the the time bar. The, 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 that, that's where you get the that's where you really get Newcastle or certainly I did um, you get the sort of like the, the, the metro train that chugs over to Biker uh, and, and, and and you get the sort of like the real feel of, of what it was when, when it was an industrial big industrial town but, but moreover they're just brilliant places to drink. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll feel quite at home there, and it's and it's not crowded. It's it's with proper locals, and the beer and and and, and drink section ain't half bad either. Just uh, just a boot. Yeah, lots of vegan food as well. Um, but it, it's great that Watford can go back up to Newcastle. Please God, one day Doncaster will be able to go up there. Peckham Town. Funnier things have happened. Uh, A Gastronomic Guide to the Premier League and EFL by Jack Pete comes out on the 9th of August. Uh, You may be able to pre-order it, but buy it for your away day friend.